What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Here we are. Today's the day. Free agency opens at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And while I do not expect the Chicago Bulls to be necessarily active on day one of free agency, we're actually going to talk about how the Bulls' salary cap structure now works with Nikola Vucevic's contract details and Andre Drummond opting in. We're getting to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You can follow the channel if you want to at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we are on. But let's go ahead and get into the details for today, right? First up, the Andre Drummond craziness that happened yesterday. So for about five hours yesterday, the world expected Andre Drummond to opt out of his contract and sign with the Dallas Mavericks, as that was reported by ESPN's Mark Stein. But five hours after that, it came out that Andre Drummond actually opted into his contract and will be staying with the Chicago Bulls. Now, this is the best case scenario. Andre Drummond and Nikola Vucevic as the one-two punch at the center position is a really nice one-two punch. And rebounding-wise, they can be one of the best rebounding center duos in the NBA, period. And that just is what it is, right? We do need to see Andre Drummond be on the floor a little bit more, which I also think can help with Vooch's efficiency um, and, you know, maintaining his legs a little bit more, even though he played all 82 games last season. But Andre Drummond being uh, opting in, I think is the best case scenario for the Bulls now. But that's it. You know, I had put together a list when we thought that Andre Drummond was going to opt out of the five best centers to replace Andre Drummond. And, you know, now we don't have to go into that. We can't, we maintain cap space. And with Nikola Vucevic's contract coming in at least that base year, that first year coming in a little bit lower than initially expected, it actually saves the Chicago Bulls quite a bit of money on their books next year. So, you know, we'll see what the Bulls end up doing in free agency. I know a lot of people had pivoted, you know, started going towards Mo, Mo Bomber, things like that. And, you know, I even had worried, you know, uh, if they were going to have to depend on Marco Simonovic and his contract next season and him to be able to produce. But now we bring in Andre Drummond, a veteran who you know what's going to happen. He can get you a double-double on almost any night, period. Now, I hope that he plays a little bit more than the 12 minutes per game he played last season. But, you know, with the value of Andre Drummond's contract, that $3.4 million, basically, it is what it is. That is a high-value contract for the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, hopefully we get the most out of it. Hopefully Drummond has another season in which he stays primarily healthy, you know, mental health concerns aside. And, you know, we're rocking and rolling. Now, we do have the details on Nikola Vucevic's contract. So we had been waiting on that to see exactly how is that going to shake out for the Bulls, if it was going to be beneficial towards the Bulls or more beneficial towards Vooch. One of the common thoughts and questions was, is that third year going to be fully guaranteed? Is it going to be team option? Is it going to be a player option? Well, all three years are fully guaranteed. Um, it does have the a standard 8% increases, which means that Nikola Vucevic's base salary that first year is going to be $8.5, I mean $18.5 million. That is quite a bit of savings there. So when you look at how it scales up, right, the fact that Nikola Vucevic is only going to be making $18.5 million that first year, it actually means that the Bulls are going to have 
a nice amount of money uh, as far as w- when it comes to the luxury tax. And we'll get into that here in a second. But I think that, that it, it makes a deal for Vooch even more fair. I know you have some people that say, oh, this is an overpay. As the salary cap increases year after year and Vooch only gets those standard increases, it actually presents a situation in which that is going to be a fair contract going forward for the Chicago Bulls. And again, as we talked about before, it will be an easily movable contract if the Bulls do need to include Vooch in any type of deals in the future. Not saying that that's what will happen or that's what we're calling for, but it definitely could could help the Bulls going forward in a lot of ways. So when you look at the Bulls' salary cap right now, of course, we have Zach Levine coming in next season at $40 million. We have DeMar DeRozan coming in at $28 million. Lonzo Ball's contract still $20 million. He actually has a possible uh, $1 million in bonuses that he's not going to hit because he's just not going to be on the court. You have Nikola Vucevic at 18 and a half. Uh, Patrick Williams at 9.8. Uh, Alice Caruso at 9.4. Andre Drummond at 3.3. Dalen Terry at 3.3. Carly Jones potentially at 1.9, and then Marco Simonovic as well at 1.8, even though Marco Simonovic has a guarantee date of July 7th. So they have until July 7th to decide if they're going to fully guarantee Marco Simonovic's deal, which could be something potentially to give them a little bit more wiggle room if they need to sign somebody. But as things stand right now with the Chicago Bulls, right, they have 10 players under contract for next season that is including Marco Simonovic's partially guaranteed deal. Uh, unless they decide to not guarantee it uh, by July 7th, he's counted on the book. So that still leaves the Bulls a handful of roster spots that they need to fill going into next season. Now we do have qualifying offers out on Kobe White, out on Io DeSumo. Kobe White's cap hold is $22.2 million, which I don't think anybody, even on the high end of that, expect Kobe White's contract to get that much in free agency. So considering that that's his cap hold, We get a little bit even more back potentially. Right now, the Chicago Bulls are projected uh, right now to be $27 million underneath the luxury tax. Now, again, considering that Kobe White's cap hold is $22 million, it means that if Kobe signs for anything less than that, we get even more savings back on the luxury tax. Now, Ayodosumu, his cap hold is $5.2 million, which is the same as his qualifying offer. Uh, We still have uh, Derrick Jones Jr., even though he opted out, he has a, a cap hold of $6.6 million straight up. Um, so, again, the, the Bulls could use their bird rights to re-sign him if needed. Uh, Patrick Beverly has a $2 million cap hold. Terry Taylor has his qualifying offer of $1.8 million as well as a two-way qualifying offer. And Justin Lewis has a cap hold as well as $1.8 million. So, what it all comes down to is that the Bulls have a little bit more wiggle room than initially expected. And a big part of that is Nikola Vucevic's contract coming in at $18.5 million. So while we've been speculating, the Bulls absolutely right now as things are are shaping up can use their full, their full mid-level exception at $12.4 million. On top of that, they can also potentially use their biannual exception at $4.5 million to bring in talent. That gives the Bulls roughly $17 million in cap and in exceptions that they can use to add talent to this team even if they bring back Kobe and Io. So considering they do have to fill five roster spots with that, right? But you now hear talk, Patrick Beverly may be coming back. There's some interest there. The Bulls are exploring those options, things like that. It has drastically changed the Bulls' outlook. Now, primarily, the Bulls are still running it back. Let's be clear. I don't want to throw any misconceptions or anything. Running it back is still going to be the option. But when you look at some of the players that are out there, 
in the Bulls' price range, the Bulls now have a more positive outlook on potentially being able to bring in some of those players and not hit the luxury tax. And I know, you know, a a lot's been made and said that, oh, well, did you hear? AK said that, that we can go into the luxury tax, which is not exactly what he said. But keep in mind, even going into the luxury tax, you still have to have the salary cap space to sign players. The Bulls don't have that. Yes, they can, they can make a trade and bring in more salary than they send out to percentage-wise, and that can send them into the luxury tax. But right now, it seems like with what everything is shaking out, that the Bulls have once again avoided the luxury tax, which I know some Bulls fans is going to send. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Them in a tizzy, it's going to send them uh, down a path of worry and concern, and I understand that. But ultimately, this team and what they're trying to do financially is they are trying to avoid the luxury tax. That's what they're trying to do, right? I, I, I've never been one that's, that's to say all of a sudden now that the Chicago Bulls are, are a team that's going to go out and spin into the luxury tax. It's still, it's still very bleak. And even with AK's words of being between four and six in the East, they can spin to keep their team together. Now they can spin to keep their team together without going into the luxury tax. So that has naturally now pivoted the Chicago Bulls conversation to going into, all right, what free agents potentially then are out there for the Chicago Bulls to, to, to bring in, right? And with Patrick Beverly now flirting with returning to the Chicago Bulls, he him talking about running back on his Twitter, we'll see if that ends up coming back. But, like, let's go over a list of realistic options for the Chicago Bulls. Now, Bittum, uh, we're still going to sit there and say that, that, that I still believe that he's going to come over on at least a two-way contract, maybe even an actual roster spot, depending on what they get out in free agency. He can offer somebody that can handle the ball, that can shoot the three, a lot of that. But outside of that, right, what is the list of realistic targets for the Chicago Bulls now with everybody's options and kind of being out there? We're going to go with that list. And the first player up that I'm going to bring up is I'm going to bring up Javon Carter. And this is a player that I have not personally, a lot of you guys has asked about, have not brought, brought him up myself a lot. But while him returning to the Milwaukee Bucks isn't necessarily completely out of the realm of possibility, especially, you know, with them sending, uh, um, you know, the players that they have out and things like that. Um, you look at him, 39% three-point shooter, right? Uh, and uh, 42% uh, on that last season. He, so he connected on a season high at 4.2 attempts per game over 81 games played last season. He brings a nice two-way point guard for the Chicago Bulls that can stretch the floor. Keep in mind, we don't necessarily need a scorer out the point guard position. We need somebody that can hit threes consistently. Taking four over four threes per game, hitting those at a 42% clip, that really brings a lot. He also can run the offense. He plays solid defense. I like Javon Carter's potentially to come here for the Chicago Bulls. Next up, Seth Curry. Again, but Seth Curry is just shooting. 43.5% from three-point range on 4.3 attempts uh, over his career. The dude can absolutely shoot the ball. Now, I don't see Seth Curry as a point guard. He's more of a shooting guard. But again, 
if they end up moving Kobe White, who's another player I look at as more of a shooting guard, into the starting point position, you, you can get a lot out of Seth Curry, potentially being that shooter off the bench for you. I like him a lot. Next up, Corey Joseph, right? Yes, a veteran guard, not uh, outside like a, a worldly athlete or anything like that, but he shot 38.9%, uh, 41% over the last two years and increased his volume, almost doubling them in a lot of ways. He is a solid guard that can play and hold. The, he, he's not going to back down defensively, and he can shoot that three. I don't look at him as somebody who can run the offense like as well as a Javon Carter, but he's absolutely somebody that the Chicago Bulls could look at. Next up, Damian Lee. That's another one that I look at. 25% from three-point range his rookie season with the Atlanta Hawks, but he's a career 37.9% shooting on 3.4 attempts over six seasons. Um, and at the end of the day, right, he, I like uh, Damian Lee. I like the potential. Has a, a, some upside as well. Can probably be gotten for considerably less than the, than the mid-level exception. So I like the potential of him there as well. Um, and then another guard, Josh Richardson, right? A, a 3 and D wing, so to say. He shot 36% uh, from three last season. But we know with, with Josh Richardson, he is a streaky scorer, right? He's a solid defender as well. He took 4.4 attempts from three last season, hitting that at 36%. But he's, again, not necessarily a starter. You don't want to see him starting and not necessarily the best option either. But he is somebody that can come in, that can provide a scoring punch off the bench, can shoot the ball. It's just can you deal with the head case side of him sometimes, which he's going to absolutely cause some issues and, and frustrate some Bulls fans. But again, that's kind of some of the guards looking at. Next up, though, I want to talk about is the left-hander, Yuta Watanabe. 44% from three-point range last season. Only 2.3 attempts per game, though. But again, he's a player that you feel that there is some upside with him, right? You sign him, you can bring him in. He kind of fits the Bulls' age timeline as well. He can be a solid player for the Chicago Bulls, I feel like. I guess we'll end up seeing. But again, I look at Yuta Watanabe, and I say that you can do a lot worse than him. 28 years old, right, can come in, can play solidly for you, uh, can play either forward position as well, which versatility uh, for the Chicago Bulls. You can look at bringing him in and basically replacing Derrick Jones Jr. and Javante Green, but being more adept at 6'8", to play the small forward, play uh, the power forward as well, help stretch the floor as well. Shot really good. You want to see those attempts kind of go up for him, and you wonder, some of the biggest questions is, with more attempts, does that three-point percentage go up or does it go down, right? But last season, shooting at 44% overall from the field, he's a career 39% shooter from the three-point range. So that's kind of the things you're looking at with him. Again, I like him. I don't necessarily love him and his potential here, but I do like him. I like what he could bring for the team. I like what, if the Bulls do sign him, how I could see him necessary, how I could see him fitting in with the team and on that roster. Again, a perfect player? No, not by any stretch of the imagination, but definitely one that you can see coming in, playing a role for the team, being solid in what he does do, right? The things that he does, pretty damn good at. So, yeah, there's some questions there. Not a perfect player, but with what the Bulls have to spend, you're not going to get a perfect player. Next up is uh, uh, George Nang, right? This is a guy who's absolutely killed the Chicago Bulls in some games. Um, shot lights out, lights out against the Chicago Bulls, 44.8% um, in career three-point percentage against the Chicago Bulls, which is crazy. Um, but 40% overall from three-point range on 3.7 attempts per game. Um, this is a guy who, again, not a world beater, but a guy that absolutely can come in with the skill set needed to help and improve the Chicago Bulls a lot. And the last guy I'm going to bring up is Torrey Craig. Not a knockdown shooter by any stretch of the imagination. 34.7% as a three-point shooter. Uh, 
a best, a, th- a career best 39.5% in 79 games with the Phoenix Suns, but he's a solid defender who's going to play and, and is a great teammate. He's going to play tough on that defensive side of the ball. He's not going to be afraid to shoot it. Those natural open corner threes that a four gets in our offense, he's going to be able to take that as well. He started 60 games last season, but come, has come off the bench more over the course of his NBA career, so you can see him playing either role, but I like Torrey Craig a lot for the Chicago Bulls. But that's it. As we get ready, this is the free agency primer. We'll, we'll be digging in today. If the, anything is announced, you know that I'll be dropping an episode, and I guess we'll get to see just how realistic it is that the Chicago Bulls are going to change. AK said, wait to see what we do in free agency. Free agency is about to start, AK. So we're watching to see what you're going to do. Stay tuned in and locked in with us here. If you want to stay up to date on all the latest Chicago Bulls news, make sure you guys follow the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the show, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.